Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Daf Hashavuah, Ksubis Daf Mem Tes Amid Aleph, and we're starting at the way top of the Amid Ve'ema. So now the Gemara asks a question. Really, we're in the middle of a sugi over here, where the Gemara had just said that Mesira to the to the father's uh, for the father gives over to Shlachabal. Masira, even though it's not a full chuppah, we saw before it's not a full chuppah, but it's enough to change her status that she's not an Aram Ras anymore. She's considered a Nasua in terms of that she does not get skilled, she's chenek. So the Gemara says now, according to Rashi, the Gemara is just kind of asking Ibaya, uh, it's asking a Shaila, not a Kasha. Ve'ema, maybe we should say that Hechadahadra if she goes back to her father's house, which is that. Um, if her husband uh, dies or divorces her at this point, when all there was was a Mesira, there was no real Chapiyat. So, she goes back to her father's house, she will go back into her father's Rishus. Uh, not if he dies, I'm sorry, if he just sends her back. Uh, so then uh, she goes back into her father's Rishus, and, and she once again will have the Halacha that she gets Skila if she is Mizana at that point. How do we know that this kind of Mesiru Luchupa is a permanent change of status into the husband's Rishus? Maybe it isn't. So Amarava Hahu Kmar Paska Tanabir Bishmal. That is something that Tanabir Bishmal already made clear, the Tanabir Bishmal. The Nader Almanav Grushash Kalasha Asra Al Nashri Yakamalaha, the Nader that an Almana or Grusha makes, anything that she asks herself, Yakamala, it will remain upon her. Matamalam, what is this coming to teach you? I mean, why wouldn't that be the Allah that she has to stick to her in the Dharam? She's already out of the father's Rishus, she got married. And she's out of the husband's shoes because he died or divorced her. Ella, what this means to say is like this: talking about that all that happened was is that the father gave it over to the So that was the limit, the extent of the chuppah that happened. And then this and the bederachesh and And then she got the she either he died or they got divorced. Do we look at her that maybe she goes back to her father's house or she was in the husband's house and therefore she is now free? And this teaches you that once she has left the father's shus, even for a moment, he doesn't. She never goes back, and he can't be made for anymore. So this also is why that after the mesir lechupa, she does not go back to the father's house, even if he, she leaves and goes back to his house. It's a uh, final. She's in the fa- husband's shus. We have a brace like that too. Habal and Aram Rasa. If someone is boil and Aram Rasa, any chayav at shtein Aram Basula Mirasa. He's not chayav unless she's both a Naira. She has to be a Basula. She has to be Mirasa. Kedusha and Vehi Buvesavi, and she's still in the father's home. So Bishlam and Naira means like Begaris. She can't be a Begaris. Basula is like Baula. She can't be a Baula. Mirasa is Vulai Nesua. Um, she's not married soon. Isn't it coming to be Mamayit Masar Ha'av to the Shlucha Abal? That's what's coming to teach you that that's also. Um, uh, that, that that that's also considered not a Naim Ras anymore and she doesn't get skilled. Amrav Nachmar, it's not coming out. Namitanina, Habal, Eshesish, someone's Baal and Shesish. Kibin Shinichtas Lorushus, Habal and Nesuin. As soon as she enters the father, the husband's Rushus, Le'inyin Nesuin, Havapishal and Nibla, even without a Bia, Habal, Lahar, Ezebachanik, there's no more skilas, only Chanik. And this language, this choice of language of Nichtas Lorushus, Habal is very clear. It just means Nichtas Lorushus, Habal, Alma, any kind of Knis Lorushus, Habal, which is Mesira, even though there's no real Chabba, Shmamina, that that's enough. Talk to Mishnah. A father not obligated to feed his daughter. He darshaned this from the Ksuba. In the Yeshiva and Yavna, which is set up like a Karen, had uh, rose, rose, even rose. Habanim Yirushu, the children, the boys are inherit. Habanas Yizainu, the daughters get the Zainus. 
if the same with the boys only get Yerusha after the father dies the daughters only are entitled to Mizainus after the father dies but in his lifetime he has no obligation to feed them you don't uh, take his money it sounds like that he doesn't have to feed his daughters. It sounds like he is obligated to feed his boys. And also, even his daughter. There's no obligation, which means you're not if you don't take his money. But there is a mitzvah to feed her. So uh, perhaps you have the halach of kviyala mitzvahs. You force him as far as mitzvahs are concerned. But it's very different than having an obligation, a financial obligation, where you could sell off his stuff. So like they don't get any kind of mezainus, not even a mitzvah. So both Rebbe and Rebbe hold that it is a mitzvah and no chayv, and boys and girls are equal, and Rebbe and Rebbe hold boys and girls are also equal, and the chayv is there's a chayv uh, after father dies to feel the fall to feed the daughters, but me chayim there's no chayv at all, not even a mitzvah. So Amar says, "E Rebbe Meir, if we go like Rebbe Meir, my name is who's our Mishnah go like E Rebbe Meir, if we go like Rebbe Meir, how Amar Bonim mitzvah? He said that there's a mitzvah to feed the boys, and our Mishnah seems to think it's a chayv." He also he says that there's a mitzvah by boys, um, and therefore our mission that seems to say it's a chayva will not stem. He says that there isn't even a mitzvah, so certainly won't stem our mission. So the Gemara says, so the Gemara says, we could be going like a mayor, we could be going like a Yehuda, or we could be going like a Yehuda. So how does that work? So if we're going like a mayor, then hachikam. This is how you read the Mishnah. He's not obligated to feed his daughter. He's not obligated to feed his son either. But there is a mitzvah to feed your daughter. And therefore, according to a mayor, you have to feed your boys because they're asking b'tayra. So why does it say? Why does it happen on b'tay dafka then? The reason why we pick b'tay is how the hakamash that teaches us. Turning the page. That even by a daughter, there is no chayv, no obligation. There is a mitzvah, so um, there there is a mitzvah. Now, you would think maybe there isn't even a mitzvah because, according to a mayor, girls are on a lesser uh, level than boys, where there's a, a mitzvah to feed them because they're Isaac Bateric. That, no, that, that's why we say girls to let you know that there is a mitzvah by girls as well. Or we could be going like a Yehuda. This is what it's saying. He's not chayiv to feed his daughter. He's not chayiv to feed his son. There is a mitzvah to feed his son. And therefore there's a kavachem to feed the daughters too. So why does it say bita? Because according to Yehuda, a daughter is a bigger obligation. And we learn out a kavachem that a daughter you have a mitzvah to feed because it's a lusa. I might have thought perhaps there's even a chayiv, an obligation 
obligation to feed her, a, a financial obligation. And that's why we say, Bite, to tell you that there's no financial obligation. And lastly, it can be going to feed your daughter and not your son. And likewise, no mitzvah either. Being that after the father dies, it is a chayvah. That's why we say that in the lifetime there's no chayv, but likewise, there's no mitzvah either. So basically, we're just disregarding this, uh, crediting the whole diak to begin with, and we're just saying that the only reason why we said chayvah is because after misa is a chayvah, really, it, it doesn't mean that there is a mitzvah, there's no mitzvah either. This was one of the places that Sanhedrin went as it was going in Golis out of the base of Mikdash. It went 10 steps, so this is one of them was Usha. And in Usha, they made a takana that a person has the obligation to feed his children and daughter when, well, as long as they're, as long as they're katana at least. So, does kind of remain? Tashma, ki hava also look when it would such a situation would appear to Yehuda that someone doesn't want to feed his little children. Armalahu, he would uh, give them rebuke and he would say, Yarad Yalda, you gave birth like a crow. Uh, and you're making the people of the city uh, provide, go work, and make money. So he gave them muster, but he didn't force them. When they come to Rav they would say, put a big stone, a millstone down in the middle of the marketplace where you could stand up publicly and say a crow wants his children and, and this guy doesn't want his children so again, you give him public rebuke um, I'm sorry. The, by the way, I, 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 I said translated before incorrectly. Yared Yolda is not a um, is not a crow. Yared is a different bird, a tannin, which um, is, I believe, a uh, an ostrich. Anyway, different bird that also doesn't uh, take care of his children. So, in any case, so he said, Rukhiza said, you make a public announcement that this fellow is not taking care of his children. He's worse than a crow, and we're trying to shame him into taking care of his children. But otherwise, we do not force him. Zakti Marvar Arva Boyvana and a crow does take care of his children. Uh to the children of the Ayurv that call out to Hashem because they do not get taken care of. So you see they don't get taken care of. It's when they're when they're white, which Rashi explains is when they're still babies, so it doesn't look the same like the crow that's black, so it doesn't take care of it. Habuchmi, once it gets a little older, it gets black, then they stitch the for the parents do start taking care of the offspring and that's what we're, com- we're giving this guy rebuke you're worse than a, a crow that does eventually take care of his children when they will come to Rabba Amalei you tell them uh, you want your children to get uh, supported from tzedakah again he'll just give them rebuke this is only if he can't afford it so even though even when he can't afford it we still try to rebuke him into working hard and, and make you figure out a way to support your children but Abel Ahmed, if he has enough money and he just is being um, stingy and he wants the tzibur to pay for it then we force him she says it's not worse than tzedakah if he's able to afford it and then we force him to give tzedakah and his children come first he forced him and he forced him to pay 400 zuz for tzedakah this is the whole sugi I'm sorry about the fact that you could force someone to pay for tzedakah even though it's a mitzvah um, one day we'll get there Another takana they made in Usha was someone who writes off all his nechasim to his children. So even though he did the very unwise of thing of giving all his money to his children, he is still entitled to get money from that inheritance 
to, uh, to to supply himself and his wife with food. We said even more than this. His wife after his death, his almana, gets money from his nechasim. So when he's alive and his wife, they certainly are entitled to get money from his nechasim. Someone who died and left over a almana and a daughter. His wife gets the food from the nechasim. If the daughter got got married, still the almana is entitled to get money, uh, food from the nechasim. And likewise, even if the daughter died, the story was with me. This almana is entitled to get um, from a food from his nechasim. And the chiddush over here, Rashi explains, is that normally the rule is that we do not um, we do not take away from lekuchais who bought off uh, your real estate. We do not take away the real estate from them in order to provide for mezainus for food for whoever you're obligated to feed your children and or your daughter or after, whatever whatever the case is wherever you have an obligation to feed we don't take from for mezainus because it's a davar on the kids so we can't never know the amount of tikkun oilam so we because you don't take from a lekeach uh, for for food and whereas over here the husband also has a status of a lekeach in his wife's nechasim he has a considered a baba nechasim lekeach so he might have thought that you do not take away from the husband in order to feed the the daughter or the wife and kamashmon that you do that that kind of lekeach the kind of lekeach that the husband became does not get this tikkun ha'olam that you do not take uh, from his money in order to provide for his wife you do. So anyway, so likewise, who wish to me by? If so, when he's alive, you certainly take away from the nechasim in order to provide for him and his wife. So Mara says, That's because he's dead and it's an almana and there's no one to make money for her. So you collect, you take from the nechasim and give him zainus. Let him go back to work. He has to come out of retirement, go back to work and make money for him and her. That you do take it away from the Nechasmer he gave away to provide for their Mizanis. Okay, have a good night and a wonderful Shabbos.